American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is perfect purpose, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Coach Q. What's going on, Q? What's going on? We back, baby. Oh, yes, we are. The AFF podcast is available wherever you listen to your podcast. We're currently available on more than 25 different platforms. The show is also available on our YouTube channel. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. It's first down when we get a chance to start fresh and discuss whatever is on our minds. Coach Q, what what you thinking about today, man? I'm thinking about my Steelers, my Steelers, not the Corpio Steelers, my Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, man. We 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 got. We got a team coming, baby. Everybody thought we was going to be slow without Big Ben. But I'm here to tell you, Purvis, I, we might not be the Rams, but we You're are right. the Steelers. <laughs> we are the Steelers, though. So we always going to have a chance. We always going to have a chance. That's all I can think about right now. I mean, I've been watching so many just practice highlights and preseason highlights. That's all I've been going. I'm so happy uh, NFL back, man. Hey, I, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon, too. But I'm going to tell you, first of all, you know, I don't care about preseason. I don't even watch it. I don't watch it because preseason will get your hopes up. It will get your hopes up. And then the real season will be totally different. But there are some, like, there's a, a lot of, like, young players that get to, you know, show what they can do in them games. And I really do like that. But, again, for me, similar, I don't know if I said it on the show last week, is, you know, fantasy football, baby, um, yeah. Actually, while we're recording this show, I, I missed my fantasy draft in one of my leagues last night. But I but I rebounded because the league was messed up and they, they got to redo the draft or something anyway. So mm. I'll be all right. But I got another draft coming up this next weekend, and then I'll be ready for the season, which starts in, what, two weeks? I think the NFL mm-hmm. season starts. Mm-hmm. So once the season starts, you know, every day I'm waking up, I'm watching Good Morning Football, which I don't really like the new setup they got, but, you know, that's my show. I'm a Game Pass guy. I watch all the games I like, and I'm just going to stick with it. I'm, I'm excited, man. You See, you mm. saying you you excited got me excited. Got I you. Even, <laughs> I ain't even said nothing about my Rams yet. Like, started. like we looking like we're going to go back to back. Everybody talking about all these AFC teams, and I'm over here with an NFC team thinking, whew, glad I ain't on that side. Like, straight up. <laughs> Last year, I think the NFC was like the hardest, but this year, the AFC, I mean, the AFC West, I would not want to be in that division. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's crucial. Like, you're looking at, you got to get at least three teams in, but all it takes is a couple bad weeks and you only get two teams in and you know three teams good enough. But yeah, that's first down, man. We're ready for the NFL. Players of the week have been announced on our social media channels earlier in the week, but now we want to explain our picks in depth and talk a little bit outside of the stats. Uh, first up, offensive player of the week. I really hope I don't say your name wrong, but Vernie, Vernery, Vino, 
Vernon Vino, uh, big number 11 wide receiver for the Roosters, had seven receptions, 115 yards, and one touchdown. I started off on number 11. I'm going to call him number 11 because that's what I see on the field, number 11. I don't know your name. Like that. Yeah, young gun. I don't. So uh, number 11, he was he was popping off in this game for the Roosters. You know, Bryce Stencombe, he, he, he throw that thing. But number 11 was, you know, extending his body, stretching, making the tough catches and getting, you know, not as much yak as you would like, but he downfield in the first place. He's getting open and he's, he's a big target and he's giving his quarterback something to throw to and he's going to make it to catches on the sidelines and middle field, wherever you need him to be. It was really interesting to see him kind of be the star receiver in this game because I haven't seen him really step into that that position so far, mm. especially with them bringing back, um, you know, young Vekamaki was out there. Johannes is always doing his thing. So there's a lot of options. And, you know, Bryce Stancombe, he's not going to shy away from getting the ball to who needs the ball. And today or, or last weekend, Vino was the one that needed the ball. So it's really good that he was out there and just shining. And, hey, we mm. see you, young 11. We see you, baby. See you. What do you think about him? <laughs> Uh, I think he balled out, man. I mean, if you watch the game, you'll see like he 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 had a big part to do in just the momentum. Um, just the, the seven catches he did have. I mean, there was some some meaningful catches anyway. I mean, obviously from the score, um, you can kind of see the Roosters in control of the game, but he definitely showed up to play. Like all you see was eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so all you that's see, what it was. he showed up. Hey, he brought his lunch to work. <laughs> I'll put it like that. He brought his lunch to work. He balled out. Can't take nothing from that performance. He just, you know, came in and did what he needed to do for the team. Only had one TD, but probably should have had a few more. <laughs> probably yeah. should have had a few more. Like, but, you know, you can't go wrong. That's still a good game by him. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, I, I'm going to move on, I promise. But just, <laughs> you know, the receiving core for the Roosters has developed throughout this season. It's one of those things that early in the season we were like, you know, they don't really have any receivers. And we're not even talking about the import guy, uh, Nicole. I mean, mm-hmm. he's doing his thing every week. But it's just this – Vino is a perfect example. He was, he's was he been there pretty much all season, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen number 11 in and around throughout the lineup. But he hasn't really, you know, you know, had that coming out party. Well, now it's out, right in time for playoffs. And that's – that's kind of what you want, and it's kind of how the Roosters are set up. Not to brag too much on the Roosters, but we'll talk about them later. Let's go to the defensive player of the week, young Peter Lundstrom, who mm. ripped off two interceptions, and it, it needs to be like an asterisk on here that my, my boy had a pick six, but they brought it back yeah. on Sportsmanlike because he, he was pointing at him before he scored. Which yeah. that's a rookie mistake, Lundstrom. R- rookie mistake. No point of that. No point just, of it. Just get your points. Get your <laughs> points and then celebrate. Because if you score and then get unsportsmanlike, which he did, he got unsportsmanlike for the touchdown celebration as well. But they couldn't double up. Actually, I think they might have gave him two penalties because there was an unsportsmanlike from the ten yard that put him on a twenty-five, Probably and then Probably there was taunting. another. Yeah, I think it was taunting, but. He didn't get the pick. I mean, now we're talking kind of negative, but the thing was he got two picks and he really was really roaming the field in the safety spot. And he does a really good job of finding the ball. Um, he's catching it. He's getting interceptions against a good, a good quarterback. Brandon Gwinner yeah. don't throw up no chump change. 
but he's yeah. getting to the ball. He's coming up a lot of ground. He's doing really well for that that defense for the Steelers, which is one of the best secondaries in the league. It is the best secondary in the league. I don't know why I say one of, but the two picks. I also want to touch on what was real cool. <laughs> and I mean, the first pick, obviously, you know, he pointed and he scored, but the freestyle session in the end zone, mm-hmm. you know. With, yeah, with nice. the ball, and then he was, yeah, was nice. he put his head on there like he was a mic. I mean, that was <laughs> nice, nice. That was nice. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think Ronnie Lane came over. No, it was Erie Peckerton came over there, was hyping up the crowd with him. I yeah. was like, okay, they got some swagger. And then after his second interception, uh, I don't, he didn't take it all the way back, but he goes straight to the sideline. He hypes up the sideline, he wants everybody into the game. In a game yeah. that they most likely gonna, you know, destroy their opponent, he still had that that energy. And I love seeing that about him. And obviously, we're just talking about these two big plays, but he's part of that defense, that secondary. So if if anything, those interceptions belong to that whole secondary because you'll notice that they were making things difficult for the butchers in the passing game. And he mm-hmm. reaped the benefits of that. Obviously, on that first interception, he was playing robber. He, he was a high safety. When they snapped the ball, he rolled down and sat right into that flood window and took it. On that second one, he was playing, he was playing you know, more of a ball hawk, catch it in the middle of the field, and he goes and finds the ball. So he's, mm. he's playing multiple ways from that safety position. He's playing both low and high, and both times he ended up with an interception in this game. So just really good to see him, you know, make those plays, which – we're giving Lundstrom the defensive player of the week, but I think it really belongs to that secondary as a whole for putting mm. him in a position to make those big plays. Because stat-wise, obviously, the rest of the guys had all these PBUs and pass breakups, but he was the one that ended up with the interceptions. <laughs> but what did you think about him? Sorry, I know I'm droning. I, I like I like Peter Lundstrom um, as a safety. I mean, he, he's rangy. He can play the run. He can play the pass. I mean, Corpio just stacked over there. I don't say stack, but they got the right guy. Say stack. Right you position. can say stack. I told y'all before it's the just, season. And people yeah, need to like, remember that I said that, too. They stack. I, I feel like maybe we don't give – we don't. I know I probably don't give them enough credit. Um, no, you don't. I've been told. <laughs> I've been told that. But uh, they've been silently, you know, just racking up wins all season. You know, few close games, but for the most part, they've they've stayed the course, and uh, he's the reason why too. He's one of the reasons why. When you got a secondary like they they have, uh, you're gonna get big plays like that, pick sixes. You're gonna get interceptions. These guys are in tune with each other. They play together, you know, for a while now. So, um, it's like second nature to do certain things, and you gotta have that type of chemistry and like making plays like he makes, um, coming into the playoffs and and and. You know the final stretch. I think he'll be one of the guys that that you look to to make those type of plays in those big games. Um, to be able to get a pick six is a, is a, is a great thing anyway, especially when the quarterback doesn't just throw you the ball. So yeah. he's definitely a ball hawk. Um, he got swagger. I mean, Corpio having fun right now, man. They 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 make me yeah, want to come are. to a game, man. You know what I mean? Like Corpio's out there winning. You can't. You know everything is so much funner when you win it. And I think you can see that in Corpio's team, their defense. Like, no matter what, these guys are out there having fun and, and enjoying it. And that's just what you want to see. It was a, definitely a good game from him. Um, shout out to Peter. 
Are you looking for quality football apparel and accessories at an affordable price? Rare Athletics is made for players by players. Head over to rare.se and get your drip today. That's R-E-Y-R-R dot S-E. And use code AFF20 to receive 20% off all Rare brand products. There is plenty of football going on in the world all the time. But right now, we're going to talk about Finland football because a lot of football going on in football in Finland right now. First, let's get into the Women's Maple League. This past weekend, the Helsinki Wolverines beat the Tampa Saints 55-20. to The Loyal Lionesses beat the West Coast Phoenix 20-0. to The Turku Trojans beat the Mikolay Bouncers 17-0. to so now the Women's Maple League regular season is over. They had a 10-week season. It's over. And next week they're going to have playoffs. So next week, and I'm going to give you the, the times and days of these games because I might make I might make my way out there this weekend. On Saturday, 12 p.m., Helsinki Wolverines versus Mikolay Bouncers at the Velodrome. Mm. I, I might have to I might have to pull up. I might have to show. Yeah, so those are two good teams, and you know I might have to pull up for that one. Sunday, the next day, three p.m. Turku Trojans versus Tampa the Saints. Turku is a little bit further away. Sundays I like to spend with my family, so I might not come to that one. But my heart is with the well, actually with both teams. I, I like both of those teams. <laughs> I like all four of these teams. Uh, I would. I mean, I'm gonna do my pick them. So obviously, I'm gonna probably choose the Wolverines and Trojans to go back to the the championship, but it's been a very interesting season for the women's Maple League. Uh, Both the bouncers and the saints have played really well against each other. They split as well as they played well against the Wolverines and Trojans. So the playoffs, it's not, it's not a a write-off that the Wolverines and Trojans will win, but this weekend is going to be big. And then the next weekend after that, September 3rd is going to be the women's championship hosted by the home team. So we'll get into that later. Uh, just an update on the women's pick them. Me and Ellie are tied at 23 and four and Becky is in third at 22 and five, which means uh, we have to go into the playoffs to decide who's going to win our bet for a case of beer. And, and we'll do that this next weekend. <laughs> see how that goes. Uh, my girl, Ellie, she, she knows her women's football, so she's been right so far. I've been lucky. I don't know how I'm tired. I've been lucky. <laughs> I'm gonna say, how did you get those? How did you get all those wins? I, I that's just that's how they racked up, man. I don't know. We we I know we missed a week, so maybe that's why I got lucky. I probably would have picked them games wrong. I split the whenever the bouncers and the Saints play, I always miss that. That's usually the hardest ones. I think I got I got a Wolverines pick right once, and everybody else went the other way, but. Yeah, that's Women's Maple League. Go out and support the Women's Maple League, man. I just told y'all Helsinki on Saturday at noon, Turku Sunday at 3 p.m. If you're close to either one of those areas, go watch the games. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I'll I'll give you one better. Some of these games are better than the Maple League games we're seeing right now, and we'll talk about that later. But I won't get into it on this segment. So definitely go support the women's Maple League and the women's football in general. We're going to move on. Let's go the other divisions in Finland for this week. Men's Division One. Mm. Okay. The Spaghetti Malia. 
or the Spaghetti Bowl is this Friday, 7 p.m., Wassel Royals versus Tampa the Saints. And you know who plays for the Wassel Royals. Our guy, Alpha Jalo. The Royals are undefeated. Uh, the Saints have, if I'm not mistaken, the Saints have only lost one or two games, and I think they've lost to the Royals twice. And I think they maybe they lost three games. I think they lost to the Royals for sure, and they lost to Taft once. But they beat Taft, and then they won the coin toss to go to the Spaghetti Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a coin toss. But it still should be a good game. Again, if you're in the Vasa area or City Oki area, Friday night they're playing. Might as well go out and support either team. It doesn't matter. Just support the teams. And then also coming up this weekend, this is championship weekend. For the lower division, well, Division One, women's Division One championship weekend, Saturday at six p.m. Olu Northern Lights versus Kotka Eagles, and these are the women teams in Division One. Um, I don't know much about this division. I don't really keep up with women's Division One. It's hard to do, but it's good. The games will be at Olu. I'm not telling anybody to go to Olu. That just don't make sense. That's a long way. <laughs> That's true. If you happen to be at Olu, check out the game on Saturday night, which if you happen to be at Olu, you live at Olu. Or uh, if you're traveling with the Kotki Eagles, then I guess take that trip with them and support them. But honestly, I, I'm a hope, I'm assuming and hoping that it's somewhere on Route 2. I don't know at this point, but – I know the men's game will be on route two. I'm not sure if the women's game will be on route two, so I can't tell you, but yeah, that would be a trip. But good luck to both the Northern Lights and the Kotka Eagles, and obviously best of luck to Becky Martin and the Kotka Eagles because she'd be representing AFF out there, and we appreciate that. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about, football in Finland, men's division two would actually finish this past weekend where the Helsinki Wolverines, Team Blue, defeated the Piccolo Spartans 14-3 to win the Rotamalia, which is the Iron Bowl or the Iron Cup. And I didn't see the game, but there's a lot of pictures online. I'm assuming the Wolverines are a good team. I know the Piccolo Spartans are a pretty decent Division II team. Congratulations, Helsinki Wolverines, Team Blue. It's the second team for the Helsinki Wolverines. Wonder if they could win two championships this season. I, I don't want to even talk about that right now. But <laughs> that's football in Finland. Probably the only time I'm going to run down almost all the leagues in Finland at once. Other <laughs> news. Uh, Q, any international things you got going or wanted to talk about? No, nah, I mean, we're still, still watching the ELF. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I, I do want to point out. Um, I seen the guy. I think he plays for the Cowboys now. Turpin. Oh yeah, Turpin. Turpin or something. Yeah, I watched him. It was crazy. I watched him when he played with a uh, Warcloth, um, in Poland, and yeah. then the USFL. I seen him a few times, and I was like, this dude is just different. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can tell the people that stand out. You know, speed wise and all of that, and like, uh, it's just cool to see him. You know, make it to the NFL and then actually showing up and showing out and probably already has, you know, pretty much solidified that he'll be there for a while as a returner. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he'll get opportunities. It's nice to see see people's journey without actually meeting them. Um, But they come from the same, you know, 
they they come from the same rim that we in as far as European football. So yeah, I think that was pretty dope. So shout out to to Turpin if if he ever see this or might not or whatever, but still a good look uh, for European you know football. So best thing about best thing about Turpin is he's wearing Cowboys jerseys and them things are litty. Like yeah. the photos and videos he gonna have, like even if he never makes it back to the NFL or something, not saying that's what happened, but yeah, you know, sometimes you make the NFL and you end up playing like on the Detroit Lions or something, practice squad. And it's like those photos don't look that great, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got that that star on your helmet, like even yeah. if you just take a couple selfies, you're gonna post that up for the rest of your life and it's gonna look good. That's what's really mm-hmm. that's what I took out of it. Obviously, I don't care too much about the football part, but I, I I am again, same as you, it's humbling to have somebody take that European route and make it to the NFL. Yeah. So it's possible, guys. We're saying it's possible. I ain't saying it's yeah. likely, but it's possible. There's always somebody that can make it happen. You can see he's a different breed, and that's what makes it happen. If you're listening to my voice, you're now part of the AFF community. But don't be shy about supporting us. Head over to our website and order some AFF swag. Get a t-shirt for this beautiful summer weather. Or a comfy hoodie you can rock all year long. And if you really want the drip, scoop up one of our limited edition snapback caps. Everything you need to represent the AFF community can be found on our website, at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash merch. We know what happened this week. Lots of blowouts. So let's talk about it. Let's mm. talk about it. You know what? <laughs> we do win or loss, but let's just be honest. These were all wins. Yeah. I don't think uh, these were pretty much I don't think anybody lost the game that they wasn't supposed to lose. Um, Even though I think we can maybe debate on the last game. <laughs> The Crocs, look, look, yeah, the Crocs and Roosters. Let's wait till a, we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wait till we get to that one. Yeah. So Wolverines versus Eagles. We know the Wolverines won. So let's just let's just talk about it. What'd you what'd you see in this one, Q? Uh I seen the same thing that I always see uh when I see the Wolverines play. <laughs> I see them do everything they want to do against the not so good teams. Oh, I'm and, glad you said it. And uh and it just – it don't excite me. It's nice to see the, the plays, you know, but obviously, like, they're just in a different league than the Eagles right now. The Eagles are trying to maintain and mm-hmm. finish the season off right. And I, and if you've ever been on a losing team, you know what that feels like. Um, but they got to hold their head. You know, you got to hold your head. It's, it's just growing pains. It's what happens when you, when, you, when you move up to the big boys. So uh, – but the Wolverines did exactly – you know what we used to seeing like they they execute they they go to the playmakers everybody you know people on defense Slater had a crazy game um i mean everybody pretty much had a crazy game when you scored 77 points um but yeah the Wolverines i mean they won a game that they were supposed to win i, I can't really judge it because i don't i don't want to try to break down if they're if they got better cuz it's hard to tell you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to tell against the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, it was just like another game that I'm not super – I wasn't super impressed. Uh, the, the score was a wow, but at the same time, they're capable of scoring those type of points um, because of the weapons that they have. Um, the only thing is it's always just against the not-so-good team. So, if they could do this against, like, Corpio or – the Roosters or Crocs or something, then we then we can talk about it and discuss it a little further. But 
we ain't really seeing that. So, um, you know, I ain't taking nothing away from the win. A win is a win. You need it coming into the playoffs. So if it gave them anything, it gave them some momentum, a boost of some confidence, you know, for the next game. So I guess I'm going to them. I'm going to tell you, I wrote a couple notes on the game. I got to 21 0 after the first quarter. I turned TV off. I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm not wasting my time. And I, I really, I like that against a team that they should blow out, they blow them out. I'm going to, I'm going to try to be positive about the Wolverines here, guys. A lot of times, you know, I say on here, let me get a 50 burger or put your foot on the, on the neck. And teams just don't do that. Yeah. At least what I can respect more about this team is they said you're going to have to stop us from scoring. We're not going to just take the easy route and let you get an easy win. And I know it's not great for the Eagles to, you know, give up 70-something points, but at the same time, you got to be a man about it. Like, it's not a child sport no more. Like, there's no mercy rule. Like, if there's time to put up points, there's time to put up points. You have to stop the other team. And if you can't do that, then you need to take your ball and go home. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to say I'm disappointed in the way the Eagles have finished the season off. Mm. I, I understand that they have, you know, had their ups and downs. They have their trials and tribulations. Um, getting a roster together is tough, you know, quarterback situation always. But the one thing that we've said all seasons is defense is poo-poo garbage. And they have never addressed that this season. Yeah. I have not seen them address that defense the way that it needed to be addressed. I understand you need a quarterback, but you're putting your defensive end or defensive tackle, whatever Henderson plays at running back. How does that help your defense by having him be any type of winded when he goes to play defensive line and he's the best player on your defense? Yeah. In this game, you gave the Wolverines no reason no reason to not do what they want to do. You know they have better players. You know their receivers are better than your DBs. Why are you not just playing bell technique and, and keeping everything in front of you? Make Jabari throw an intermediate route. I'll be honest. I haven't seen that very often. Have you? No. Nah. That's not a hard thing to do. Bell the hell out of there. Sebastian Sane is pretty goddamn fast. So is RJ Long. Line up at 10, make them hit you until they get downfield. Make them throw the short routes to get downfield. Do something to affect them. Yeah. I, I would even I would even go as far as say don't pressure the quarterback. Jabari Let don't throw. any runs. Let him throw. Let him, throw. Let him yeah. beat you. Don't do what he wants you to do. You rush one side, he rolls out, expands the pocket, puts your secondary in trouble because yeah. now he's moving. And the, the coverage can't move with him because you didn't know he was going to move. And so I don't want to get too much into it, as y'all can tell. I mean, I know a little bit of football. I ain't going to say I, I'm a coach. I'm not a coach. But I do know that this team, the Kotka Eagles, could could have gave a better fight. I just Definitely. wanted to see a fight. I didn't see any fight. So a team that lined up and said, okay, this is the ass whooping we're going to take. Oh, they're just too good. I, I could care less if they're too good. Mm-hmm. But but again, I'm trying to be less negative. I guess if I'm negative on the on the Eagles, I don't count to be a negative on the Wolverines. So that's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad the Wolverines played the way they did. It was good to see them first play, get the ball to RJ on a bubble. I like I like where your head's at play-wise. 
I didn't expect him to, you know, skate off for 70, 80 yards, but you know, that's RJ Long being RJ Long. Hey, yeah. Ain't no wrong normal. with that. Yeah. yeah. Same thing when he th- threw the fade to Sonya. I was like, oh, I mean, that's Sonya being Sonya. That's cool. And then Slater with the pick six, and then he rode out. I was like, okay, well, now it's just getting out of hand. These dudes are just too good. And that's once I saw the the Sonya touchdown, I was like, okay, I can turn the TV it's off. Over. This is going to be a wrap. <laughs> but Again, respect to Wolverines for actually doing the route, actually routing the team up the way that you're supposed to do it. That's how you do it. You put up 70. Don't put yeah. up 20. Don't put up 20 something and then just put in yourself. Put up 70. Try to score the whole game. Make the other yeah. team stop you. And I, I like the way that they played this this game. Um, that, that's all I'm going to say about it. Oh, last thing I'm going to say, Kutka Eagles, y'all got a real one in Peter Anderson. Y'all got a real <laughs> one right there. I mean, they they were – there wasn't a lot they could do on offense, but you could see that whole Wolverines defense was trying to tackle that boy. And yeah. he was making a lot of them look foolish. And then he was like, okay, there's too many of y'all. I, I got to go down. I got to go out of bounds. Go yeah. but, but, I mean, Peter Anderson got a future. I'm going to put that right here. I'm going to say that right now. Peter Anderson got a future. If, anything, <laughs> if he don't go back to the Eagles next season, he will be in either this Maple League – ELF, GFL, even Sweden, he'll be somewhere. And if anybody want to know a reference on him, ask me. Send me a message. I'll tell you exactly. I'll show you the plays. I'll show you the stats. I'll show you the (laughs) hands. I'll show you everything that boy has done because he is a real one and he can make any team better because he's he's the only reason the Eagles haven't been getting beat 90 to zero every week. Just just having him on the field has delayed some of their ass whoopings. And I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. All right. Let's let's move to the next game. Uh Steelers Butchers. What'd you think? True. Another blowout. Another blowout. Um Corpio, you know, I think I think they were just working on, you know, some some execution pretty much this game. I don't think they really just went out and just like super game plan for the butchers. Um, I think they know their offensive line um, can control the Butchers' defensive line. So, um, but Corpios wins games. You know, they find ways to win games, man. It's like sometimes it's like super impressive, and sometimes it's not. It's it's just. But I don't think anybody was worried at any point in this game. Um, like I said, they're just polishing off, you know, some dust right now to try to get ready for the playoff run. And the butchers um, can't compete. Definitely can't compete with with most teams in this in this division. I mean, this league. But Corpio is a different animal. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot different of, of playing the Wolverines and playing you know the Roosters. Like I feel like the butchers have have more chances to win against teams like the Wolverines who are kind of like inconsistent. But Corpio is consistent. They're consistently yeah. playing the way they play. And it's hard to it's hard to overcome teams like that when you don't have the depth, um, when you don't have the matchup that you really want. Because um, Miko, you know, he can he can get in the slot or he can get in the outside, and, and Corpio is like, all right, we got somebody for that, we got somebody for this. There's <laughs> somebody everywhere, and that's yeah. Area. So it's it's hard to find. A, it's literally hard to find a matchup um, the butchers can win on um, against Corpio. So I think that's what it was. It's just Corpio was. It's just a much better old machine, clean team. They play uh, together, and Porvo is just – they're not a bad team. I just think they, you know, 
they're not ready to beat a team like Corpio. And I think we've just seen that from this game. I'm going to agree with you because you made some good points, but I'm also going to tell you what they really are. They are the Dallas Cowboys. And every week they, they come with it of proving my point. In this game, first off, kudos to the butchers for saying, okay, we're going to come at them. We're going to try onside kick to start the game off. It didn't work, but you tried it. I respect that. That's a good idea. You try to make any advantage you can. Early in the game, again, kudos to the the Butchers. Their defensive front, they were able to stifle reason over. They would stop him on first and second down. And then when it was passing plays, they would have nothing. Their secondary and their linebacker coverage would have nothing for the pass game. And Joey Bradley was able to carve them up. So then eventually they had to stop focusing on the run. And then Lee Anthony started running and getting 15 yards a pop. So then they're like, what do we do? Do we stop the run and let them pass to beat us? Or do we stop the pass and then let them run to beat us? And that you're in that situation where, okay, they're better than us. And I understand that. And I, I can I can respect that there's not a lot you could do. Me personally, I would still let Joey Bradley throw for 8,000 yards over letting Lee Anthony Reason over get 100. That's me personally. Yeah. But they, yeah. they decided to do what they wanted to do. But what I really didn't like, and again, the Steelers, I'm not going to praise and give you all the props in the world because you know what it is. Y'all the best team. Y'all probably going to win the Maple Bowl this year. I picked y'all. I said y'all secondary is the best in the league. I believe the, the oh, offense man. is Hold the top. That secondary is the best, and they probably are going to win the Maple Bowl, but that's just, you know, foreshadowing at this point. I'll give you the secondary. i give you the secondary. Oh, we, oh yeah, we ain't going to talk about, about the Maple Bowl. Bowl. Okay, it's too early. Okay, well. It's too early. I mean, <laughs> it's too early. I'll keep just saying this every week then, but what I want to really talk about is, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, of the Maple League, and the Butchers and how they how they responded in this situation. Defensively, I feel like they just don't got a lot, so they got to do what they got to do. But offensively, the hardest thing to do in football is when you're losing to stick to the run game. And I know the running back got hurt. You technically lost your running back, and you're thinking, okay, we got to catch up. But you can't just keep chucking it deep. One thing that I've seen from the Butchers all season is when things go bad, you see a lot of plays of Brandon Gwinner dropping back, throwing it deep to number 29, Lucas Erla, and them not connecting. Mm-hmm. The most missed pass they have all season is him trying to get him deep. Lucas gets open sometimes. Sometimes he's not really open. He's just a step ahead of the defender, which isn't open. Mm-hmm. And Brandon has nowhere else to throw it to. So he's going to give it a shot, and he's going to throw that thing. You know, Tony Romo, Brett Favre, like, he's going to chuck it up. That's yeah. how he ended up with a couple of interceptions in this game is he's going to throw it up and hope that his receiver makes a play. But the problem with that is it the clock stops. Yeah. The clock stops. You go three and out, and now your defense is back on the field, and they didn't get any break. The clock isn't running, and then the other offense gets full advantage of that time and you're putting your defense in a constant bind because you're throwing these deep passes, instead of running the ball, maybe you maybe you grind it out and only get nine yards on three attempts, but it takes two minutes over you doing three plays and it takes 15 seconds off the clock. 
So now you get in a situation where, like this game, it's 42 to 7 at half. Mm-hmm. Because you you don't want to respect the game enough to know that if you're gonna lose, there's a way to lose where you don't you don't lose face. And the butchers haven't figured that out yet all season. When there's situations where they can they can control a situation, they don't control it, and their offensive I don't oh, okay, I'm gonna say it. Their offensive scheme is the reason that this team has been unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Now that I'll, I'll again, I'll say their defense is not good. I think their front seven is actually decent, but their secondary is—I mean, it's atrocious. They give up yards. Yeah. You've seen it in the game. It is what it is. It's always been like that in Porvu. But offensively, you got to help your defense if it's not good. You got to help the defense. Going back to like the Kotke Eagles, their their offense—they knew they had problems. But they've yeah. tried to help their defense, and you see them. You see them try to help their defense outside of actually fixing the defense. But the Butcher's biggest problem is that that offense is, you know, it can be high-octane if the quarterback is on and the receivers are catching and things are working for them. But if it's not, it just puts them in a bind. And what I really didn't like was that you got Brandon Gwinter there. Brandon can run. Mm-hmm. I, I would say this, and not to be too comparative, but he can run just as well as Jabari Harris. He can run just as well as any quarterback in the league. Why not have him become your run game? Why not have quarterback design runs? One quarterback design run that I think is underutilized, especially in the Maple League where most of the quarterbacks can run, quarterback sweep. Set hut, let the running back lead, and run outside and get five yards. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Just run a quick zone with the quarterback or something, a sweep or a zone, like, and get you five yards or at least get the ball, the clock running instead of an incomplete pass. And the Butchers just offensively, <sighs> Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. That's it is what it is. That's all I'm going to say about it. We're going to move to the last game. Roosters versus Crocodiles. I would, I would honestly say, when this game was seven to seven, 14 to seven, I always thought like, okay, the Crocs are going to figure something out. And they never did. And even going into what was it? The third quarter, um, it was 21, 14. Yet it ended up being 41 to 14. So it was like one of those situations where the, the Crocs, I, I, I don't want to say they lost the game, but I feel like they lost the game. As good as the Roosters played, I feel like the Crocs didn't play it to win, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They played not to lose. Again, I have no idea why Christian Powell didn't play, so I won't even talk about that. But I can say that in this game, you can look at the play calling, and it looked like they were just trying to get through the game instead of trying to win the game. What were your thoughts That's on right. it? You're right. Um, I think the Roosters are now on the path of uh, getting ready for the playoffs. And yeah. I think I think the Crocs – I won't say they didn't take this game 100% serious because I believe they did want to win. Yeah. Um, but I think where they're at as far as team health, um, I think they're okay with what they have right now. So it's like it wasn't a – I believe they wanted to win. But the Roosters are just too good now to me. I feel mm. like 
Okay. They've gotten That's better. interesting. The Roosters have literally gotten better from week to week to me. From the little smallest things of the O-line play, um, Bryce um, connected with different receivers now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they just – we haven't we, – we have to get used to seeing this Roosters team, this three-loss, four-loss, you know, Roosters team. Um, and we're not accustomed to seeing that. So we don't know exactly what this will do as far as going into the playoffs. But um, winning games like against the Crocs, you know, this this is this is rooster time. Like this is the time where they're like the team that's 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 the, and this is why I stopped you from saying Corpio will probably win the, the thing because I still feel like <laughs> okay, I still feel like the roosters are gonna be in a mix. At what extent I don't know because once the once the actual spots come out for the playoffs, we'll we'll kind of tell then. True. Okay, you know, I see what like, you're saying. If they be, if saying? they get two or three seed, then yeah, it's a different ball game. You playing yeah. that velodrome, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Against yeah. them, it's it's different. So um I think it was a a, a, a well played game, um, definitely from the Rooster side, but Porvo's defense is just you just, I mean, Senioki's defense. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, Senioki, Senioki's team, Senioki's defense is, it's, it's on and off. I've mm-hmm. seen them play really, really well, and then there's time I see where it's lapses in communication, it's lapses yeah. in assignments, and I think that might be partially due to maybe the number of players they have, maybe the mm-hmm. depth. Um, some of the guys, you know, helping. Helping on the offense, like it's just I yeah, seen you uh, got two of your the linebackers. DN, the DN played uh, playing tight end a receiver he caught a oh long yeah pass, yeah man. number ninety two <laughs> Zins the DN yeah. caught a touchdown pass that's what got him yeah. back to twenty one fourteen yeah, yeah and, and then your two your two starting linebackers are rotating their running back yeah so that's that can't be great in the pass game one thing that yeah. I wrote down on my notes is that both of these teams in this game their their pass defense wasn't great. Neither pass yeah. defense was great. Um, I think the, the biggest difference was that the Roosters' pass game was a little bit more efficient than the Crocodiles. The Crocodiles were still attempting to run a lot, and when they did pass, I don't think they got into the passing situations they wanted to, so they mm-hmm. weren't able to capitalize nearly as much. One thing that looked different about the, the Crocodiles' like offense is that they just were missing the big plays. We we become accustomed to them having enough big plays to stay in games, move the ball. A few big plays of Sarkala. Obviously, the the D lineman number nine two when he caught that play action pass, that was crazy and that was really good for them. But take away those plays and one, I think there was one like 18, 19 yard run by uh Yaska Vadinen. Mm-hmm. That's it. You got four or five big plays and not no touchdown big plays. Without trying to, you know, put too much on Powell, that's kind of where he stepped in. Like that's like you would have at least four more big plays if you had Powell in that game. So I think they feel comfortable with that. They feel comfortable that okay, we lost with this roster on this day in this game, which I don't like that. (laughs) I mean, I think that's the coward's way out. But I understand they didn't have to win this game. The Roosters had to win this game. They could not go into the last week with a win or go home situation. Like next week, the Roosters can lose and still end up being a two seed. They need yeah. to win this game a little bit more than the Crocodiles. 
So now that we've actually talked it through, I don't feel nearly as bad about the Crocodiles losing as, as I do feeling that the Roosters won. So let's get into tough questions for the last week. Week 15, first game, Crusaders versus the Wolverines. Who are your questions for? Or you know what? Let's just be realistic. All, <laughs> no. the, all the questions should be for the teams that might be making the playoffs. Exactly. Everybody else just playing for pride. You ask questions for Wolverines. I ask questions for Wolverines. Let's both get a question for the Wolverines. Uh, are you going to come out and, I mean, pretty much do the same thing you did against uh, the Eagles? The Eagles. I, I I do see the Wolverines probably sitting out a lot of people. I don't foresee them playing everybody the whole game. They, they got a lot of new signees, and I think this is where you – not a lot. I mean, they got like two new signees, but I think this is where you use those guys. You let them come in and get their feet wet, and and I think you just got to try to get out of this healthy. Um, You, you definitely want to win still, obviously. They have to. You yeah. can't lose. They lose, lose this game. You can't lose this game. You so, lose, you fourth place, right? No, it's yeah. a butts. So I think what what you do is you try to, you know, run run the plays that you maybe see yourself running in the, in the next weeks, and you try to perfect those, and you try to you know maybe work on the running game a little more, um, not so much focused on the pass, and maybe not have Jabari you know running out the pocket, like kind of just kind of work on the fundamentals, at the same time playing a good solid game on offense and defense. So my question would be to the Wolverines are. Um, are you ready to take that next step to be more consistent? Um, because everybody has their eyes on them for the most part because of the names that that us that are associated with that team. Um, for a long time, the Wolverines weren't known to have a lot of imports until the you know late 2000s, like 2014, 15. They started doing that then, but before now, Wolverines used to maybe have three to four imports at the most. Um, so we're saying it's a different organization. It's a different team. Um, but they have a lot of big names on there. So with, with that comes expectations. So Wolverines, are you guys going to live up to those expectations that everybody has, you know, for, for you guys? I mean, it, it, they don't matter yet. But at the same time, when you have a roster that's as solid and built up as it is, it's win it or go solid. home. It's win or go home. It's like, Who's, who's going to have that big day, you know? And it's <laughs> if you lose, I feel like they got the most pressure. I feel like the Wolverines have the most pressure anyway. So my thing is, are you going to live up to the expectations, you know? And this is just not just for this week game, but just throughout the rest of these weeks going into the playoffs. Like, are you going to live up to the expectation? Because everybody is expecting y'all. Everybody wants them to lose too. I will mm. say that. Like, a lot of people are counting them out because of the like so true true you know it's 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 just what it is it's like yeah they have played against corpio real real close but it was more so on the side of like corpio you know not playing their best games you know not so much the wolverines you know they, they, didn't, they didn't really put together too much offense but i won't go all the way down that that rabbit hole as far as that but i just want to see if the wolverines are going to live up to the expectations yeah, we'll talk about that rabbit hole in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if, like you said, I think it'd be a good idea for them to start their starters and then, you know, take them out. But I also think that could be a little bit different 
like the the Crusaders aren't the Eagles. They I don't think they're gonna just lie down. Oh no, like, Shea gonna try to hit them for six, seven touchdowns. Now. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. Shea gonna throw it. And <laughs> new Carpenter brothers, they they thought they business. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if they can really just not play their starters in this because the Crusaders, I mean, they have enough talent to beat the backups from the Wolverines, you know, like they could do that easily. And I don't know if they want to take them chances. I'd be interested to see if they like ever take Jabari out. Mm. I, w- I mean, it'd be great to see young Rasmus Lilo go in there and chuck that ball. But I mean, that's just one thing. Yeah, by forty. That's what's kind of interesting because this the Crusaders team they have defensive players that could you know do some real damage physically, and you want to be healthy going into the playoffs. My question, I think I got two questions for the Wolverines because my my first question is, can you stay healthy? Can you make it through this game? without any injuries or any unnecessary bumps and bruises, you know, there's no point in just going too hard, but you also want to play good football. And my second question, my, my, my personal question would be, (laughs) 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 sorry, I just thinking about the question makes me laugh a little bit. My, my next question would be, can you, can you uh, pad your stats enough in week 15? Can you can you throw out some stats and get some <laughs> final season stats? You know, if you're close to a thousand, can you you know take a couple extra plays? Is there a Tom Brady like person that's gonna throw a B that them two extra passes so he can get his bonus? I don't know. Bar for do they, that. Bar for the for the pat them stats up, man. I, I mean, I say why not? Earlier in the season, obviously, I'm not too great about. Well, I'm not against patting stats. I think if you're a starter, you should play. Don't let the backups take stats that you you probably didn't get when you played those hard games, you know? There's games where Sebastian Sané didn't get no no burn just because of the matchups. I mean, let him get three touchdowns in this game. Why not? It makes up for the fact that some games they didn't throw in the ball because they didn't know what they were doing, right? Not, yeah. not to be specific about Sané or something. You know, someone like Will Young, he doesn't get a lot of touches in general. Maybe this game you put him in slot receiver and give him some love, you know, let his total season stats look decent instead of, oh, well, he didn't do anything type of stuff. But that's just my, my question is, can you pass stats? But yeah. Moving to the second game, Corpio Steelers versus Helsinki Roosters. Uh, pick the team. Obviously, you're going to pick the Roosters. What's your question for the Roosters? <laughs> Roosters, baby, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready to give them give them that L? Are y'all ready to give them that L? That's my question right there. This is I've been waiting on this game uh, for, for a while <laughs> Since now. the season started. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting on this game, baby. You know, my obviously my one of my favorite teams, um, the Roosters, playing against one of my other uh, nemesis teams. I won't say nemesis, but Corpio Steelers. I like everything about Corpio, just not when they play in the Roosters. But um, I think this right here is going to be a preview. A preview of the final. Oh, yeah? I believe this is going to be a preview of the final. I don't know why, but I think it is. Uh, I can see that. I can. I, can I, I believe the Roosters, next to the Steelers, I believe the Roosters have been the most consistent team as far as what they look like 
um, against anybody. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Um, it's not too many times where I've seen them and I was like, oh, they don't look like the same team last week. You know what I mean? Like Bryce has been pretty much steady um, with his receivers. He's, he's on or he's he's not – he's just hasn't been like, oh, completely off. He's been on for the most part. Um, their team has been solid for the most part. So I think this game right here has a lot – I mean, I think the Steelers will play, you know, their guys – at least for the most most part of the game. I think the Steelers aren't going to like, oh, we're going to take a day off or a game off. Like, they they want to beat the Roosters. So, it's not like it's not like this is going to be like, oh, we already in the playoffs. You know, they want to keep that number one spot. Um, and they don't want the Roosters to get any closer than they are. So, um, I think no matter what, uh, if it plays out the right way, I don't say the right way. I won't say that. But if it plays out, you know, to where the Roosters win. The way you want it to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you think of that, you, you know, number two spot, that number two spot, and, and that's a home home field advantage uh, in the playoffs. So this is a big game. Big, big, big. This is one of the biggest games right now next to the playoffs coming. So um, this this will probably be the match to watch. I my would... question Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Let me go back to it. My question is to the Roosters is, are you ready to, to beat the Steelers? I mean, are you really ready to beat them, to make a statement to say, hey, I know you guys have been having a, a perfect season, but it's all good things must come to an end. So my question Ooh, to the Roosters is, are you ready to make that statement? Okay, so <laughs> oh man, y'all know how this gonna go, but I wanted to go full circle. I wish, honestly, wish that like we had like a like a legit engineer producer for this show so we could get like sound clips from earlier episodes. I'm gonna go back to the first time these two teams played. And I'm asked the same question I asked the Steelers then. I'm asking one more time. Can you put up a 50 burger? 50 burger. He going to the 50 burger again. And you, <laughs> and you know why? You know why I say this? You know why I say this? I believe everything you said is true. The Roosters, hold on one second. Yeah. So what I what I believe is true that you said is that the Roosters have been the most consistent team, and you know you know what you're going to get from them, and you've seen that throughout the season. But where I feel like you might have, you know, missed a little bit, my good man. Is that Ooh. you know who they haven't played as they've been getting good throughout the season? The goddamn Corpio Steelers, <laughs> the team that that spanked them early in the season, and now go full cir- circle at the end of the season is going to finish with a spanking. And Ooh. again, I like the Roosters. I I, I like them as a number two seed. Even I don't like the matchup. They don't match up with the Steelers. Okay, this Roosters offense with with Bryce Dancombe, they can do a lot of things. And these receivers are developing. I think Johannes Johannes and even young Vino that we were just talking about earlier today. These are really good players. They're not going to do anything against the secondary. I mean, it is what it is. They're they're not going to be able to get open the way they get open. They're not going to be able to confuse this secondary the way they've been able to confuse other secondaries. In this this last game that the Roosters played, who did they play in that last game? The Butchers, they ran a, a simple double slant inside corner route to score a touchdown. The safety just sat there and let the dude break out, and then the, the linebacker and the corner just both went with slants. 
that's not going to work against the Steelers defense. Like those type of concepts that are very basic and people have seen them before, but if you do them, you know, in the right situation against a team that isn't necessarily expecting the pass or anything like that, yeah, it's going to work. Steelers don't have to do that. Their front seven can stop the Roosters from running. That The Roosters' O-line is better, but it ain't great. It ain't going to be able to just hold all day. Bryce Stancombe is going to be under pressure. When he's under pressure, he's going to have to move. The Steelers can move with him. That secondary is not going to get lost in the sauce back there, and you're not going to have those very simple medium to big plays that they were able to have and that they've been creating with this offense. Offense is really good, and the play calling is really good. But sometimes you just don't have the matchup. They don't match up against the Steelers on that side. And then flip side, offensively, that secondary for the Roosters, it it has some holes. And the fact that their front seven isn't strong enough to stop the Steelers' run, they can't stop Anthony Reasonable or that offensive line for the Steelers. They can't stop it. They can try to slow it down, but when they start to use resources to do that, Joey Bradley going to hit them. He going to hit them where it hurt. And it's just <laughs> one of those situations where in this game, the Steelers, they're, they're a better team in every phase of this game. I would, I would give it a tie to coaching. I think both of the coaching staffs are really good. But when it comes to position by position, you check off the Steelers over the Roosters everywhere except for quarterback. I think Bryce Stancombe is playing better than Joey Bradley. But that's also being a little biased that Joey Bradley does not have nearly as good of receiving core and doesn't have to pass nearly as much for his team to be successful. And in this game, the Steelers are going to be the better team. Now, my question is, can you put up a 50-burger and squash all this talk about <laughs> might be able to do this, the Roosters might be able to do this? What I want Steelers to do, come in here, put your foot on their neck, put up 50, and then say, see you next week. Same place, mm. same time. Mm. See you mm. again. Well, what they plan on? They plan on Friday. So maybe right. see you next week on Saturday. You know, something yeah. like that. What if but, the Roosters put out a 50-burger? Let's let's be realistic here, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, okay. Look, I'll tell you this. Okay. If the Roosters put up 50, then the Steelers put up 70. That's how that would go. That's how that would go. If the Roosters put up 50, the Steelers putting up 50 and some change. We got to wait all the way to Friday for this. We got to wait no, all the way to Friday. Ain't I was no thinking way the Roosters day. putting up 50 without the Steelers putting up more. But I don't see them putting up 50 either because that would be blasphemy to that defense, which I, I haven't said this yet, but I would consider this the best defense in the Maple League as well. Them double slants going to work that Corpio defense. Did you not listen to what Peter Lundstrom does? He he lurks. He, he uh, take one of them double lurk, slants lurk back get the other you in way. trouble too. Think about this. Back the other way. Diggs. Diggs for the Cowboys, and they you know we hate talking about the Cowboys. Cornerback oh, yeah. for the Cowboys had eleven yeah. interceptions last year, but also gave up over a thousand yards. So yeah. he's, he's a corner. He's a yeah, corner. Just, you want to talk about corners? We'll talk about corners then. the The corner is Tino and Doggo, and then Iro Pekorin. And I'll tell you right now, we can get. Matter of fact, find me on the line, Tino and Iro. Find them on the line and tell me a receiver that can beat them one on one. Just tell me a receiver that the Roosters have that can beat them one on one. Just tell me one. I'm listening. You, 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 
what's my boy name? Yo, uh, Hannes, you hide. Yeah, Hannah's gonna have flashbacks when Tino lock him up. That's what that would be. Mm. They used to be teammates, and that'd be tough for him. But these two cornerbacks, first of all, Tino originally was a safety, and they moved him to corner later, which is really good for his speed because it lets them do things that they weren't able to do before at the cornerback position because they were kind of missing a guy. I know the guy. I can't remember his name right now. But him and Eero together, they're not passive like Deion Sanders-type cornerbacks. They're aggressive, physical, Jalen Ramsey-type cornerbacks. Like, Tino gets a penalty every other game because he's just – he keeps hitting He's aggressive as hell. Yeah, He's, he's aggressive, aggressive to the yeah. point that he's, like, he's overdoing it. That's what yeah. you're going to go against. And the Roosters bring young receivers who – who don't have that same, you know, killer mentality, if I must say. Bryce Dancombe, he got killer mentality, but he's not throwing to guys with that same mentality. Um, You're going to hope that Nicole can get open, but him being a slot receiver actually limits him in this matchup because he's not going to be able to find those areas because Eero Vaya and even Peter Lundstrom, they're going to be able to, you know, jump on him early in his routes so he can't get behind him either because his speed isn't going to be that much of a factor against this team. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to talk negative on the Roosters. Sound negative to me. I, I'm just saying in this matchup, you're out you're outmaneuvered. They they have a little bit more talent, a little bit more skill, a little bit more experience. At every position, and that's what really is the the determining factor. They're gonna factor need Akeem to dream. They're gonna need Akeem to dream to to get three four sacks in this game. Watch what I tell you now. Watch what he I might, tell you now. He might. If, he the, might if do the Roosters, it. the Roosters come out and realize that they already, I know right now they're talking about. Hey, this is they're looking at this is like it's a cha- not a championship game, but this is like a must win playoff game to them. Yeah, if they don't win, they got to play them again. That's what would suck. Yeah, so it's you like you want to throw the sink out. You don't want to play them twice. You don't no, want to do that. So it's like if you're going to win, you're solidified now. You're probably gonna have to play, you know, depending. I think Wolverines or the Crocs. It just depends. If they win, uh, they're guaranteed the two seed. So yeah. they'll, they'll be playing at home no matter who they play. They'll be playing at home and then they're playing against one of the teams that they, they can they, beat. They can beat. You know what I mean? So oof, it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how this game goes. I will say, I'll, 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 I'll tell be you this: if the if the Steelers don't go and put up fifty like I want, because usually when I say that they don't, and I understand that they just don't want to listen to me. That's fine. But if it is a close game, I believe the Roosters can win. Because if it's a close game, it, yeah. it becomes that game where is it worth it for the Steelers? No, it's not. Win or lose, it's not worth it. Now, if they can get up by 28, okay, they're going to just make sure they can run it out. But if they're only up by seven, maybe 10 points, I feel like the Roosters got to throw the sink at them. And when they throw the sink at them, the Steelers got to duck and then take their ass home. There ain't no point in fighting because you you don't get nothing from winning this game. And they they can still have one loss, no problem. But it just gives the Roosters a little bit more confidence, but then they still have to see them in two weeks if they make it to the baseball. So that's how yeah. that'll be. Last game, Butchers versus Crocodiles. I don't even want to talk about this game. We know how it's going to go. Ain't got no questions. Ain't no questions for neither one of these teams. We know exactly how this going to go. I don't see any <laughs> surprises. The Dallas Cowboys going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Crocodiles going to beat the Crocodiles. They're going to be eight and four. This, this is probably the only game 
that I have no questions like who's gonna who's gonna win, how it's gonna yeah. happen, and that's it. I don't think the butchers have it in them to fight this game. Yeah, I, no, I agree. It's just gonna be there'll be a lot. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Oh, but let's get into the last thing. It's just talking about the, the playoff situation and how it's gonna look. Okay, so from what I've been told, what what we're really interested in is if the Wolverines win, say the Roosters lose, let's just say that, that the Roosters do lose, and then the Crocodiles win, all three teams will be eight and four. Apparently, the Wolverines have won more away games than the other two teams, and they will be guaranteed the two seed. And then the Roosters and Crocodiles would have to flip for the three and four seed. So basically, if the Wolverines win and the Roosters lose, they get the two seed. So that's good for the Wolverines. Yeah. They hope it. They hope the Roosters lose. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, the Roosters hold their own destiny. If the Roosters win, that's it. They two seed. And then if they're the two seed, the Wolverines become the three seed. Yeah. And that's a good matchup. I like actually. I mean, they both I, home games. They'd be a, both home games for both of them. So, you know. Yeah. Doesn't really. Actually, I prefer the Roosters be the, the home team. They do a little bit better home activities. Their home feel is, yeah, their game day experience is a little bit better for me. But what yeah. would, what I think is horrible is that the Crocodiles go eight and four and end up beat the four seed. Yeah. That's too good of a season. Then. They ain't yeah, had a really good season. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they, I, I feel like they've been the number two seed all season, and yeah. then just it just didn't work out for them this last game, and now they're looking at that's how it happens, man. That's how it happens. But it would be interesting. But I, if it w- goes the way that you say, and the Roosters win, then they'll be the two seed. Mm-hmm. Then the Wolverines be four. But what if I mean, if the Wolverines lose, ooh, that could be it. Because if if the Wolverines lose. And the, the Roosters lose, then they would both be eight and four, but the Wolverines would be the three. Yeah, yeah, when no. they hear that. Yeah, no, they would be no, they would be the four still. Because if they lose, they'd be seven and five. Yeah. So if the Wolver the Wolverine and the Crocodiles can't lose, could they guarantee themselves four seed? The Roosters can lose and still be the three seed. Yeah. But if they win, they automatic two seed. So that's what's crazy. The Crocodiles are the only team that really don't control anything by winning. No matter what, the Crocodiles rely on what happens before. And luckily, <laughs> both those teams played before them. So they'll know before they game like how important right. it is for them to win, even though yep. it, it is either way. Even if the Roosters lose, they're still 8-4. and four, So you'd have to be 8-4 and four to take their spot. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the playoffs is interesting. But we're excited for it, and let's get to it. Look good, play good. It's as simple as that. And Ray Athletics will help you look good in their fully customizable team uniforms. Made by players, for players. Ray Athletics produces high-quality uniforms for teams all over Europe. Ray also allows teams to design custom apparel for comfortable travel and workout purposes. Visit rayer.se today to take your team to the next level. Stay sharp. Maple League teams are back in action on Thursday with the Crusaders versus Wolverines, then Steelers versus Roosters play on Friday with the Butchers and the Crocodiles playing the final game on Saturday. 
Our panel of football enthusiasts will pick winners for this week's game on our Instagram account at American Football in Finland. Feel free to find us in the comments with your thoughts. Right now, man, these rankings, this is probably how it's going to finish. It's <laughs> been a long slide for me. In first place, we have Chris Green, 35 and 4. In second place, Finland Swami, 34 and 5. In third place, tied for third place, Spencer and Coach Q at 33 know? and 6. What do you and know? And bringing up the rear is me, Perfect Purpose, at 32 and 7. That is crazy how I got so many games wrong. Well, I got seven games wrong. I feel like if I go, what, we got, I'm going to get the next three right. So I go 35 and 7. That ain't bad for me. <laughs> Almost got 40 of get, them right. Yeah, this might be a clean slide. Uh, besides yeah. one game. Well, the thing is, the the butcher, the rooster Steelers game is going to be tough picking because we don't know how like into they're going to come out with everybody. Yeah, Yeah. so that's what's going to be interesting. But it's been a good season. I mean, we all got thirty games, more than thirty games, right out of thirty nine. That's pretty good. That's seventy five percent at least, closer to eighty percent for most of us. I guess we're going to just keep trucking. That's it for this episode of American Football and Film. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last words before we go? Uh, just uh, looking forward, like I always say, looking forward to the games coming up. Um, like I said, it's real important games coming now. So, you know, these wins and losses mean something now. Um, this is the nitty-gritty of the playoffs. I mean, nitty-gritty of the final part of the season. So, um to all the teams that's out there fighting for positions, hey, this is this is where it's won right here this week. Got to make it happen. But uh, yeah. that's it, man. I'm just excited to see that. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm 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 ready. I'm I actually I think it's gonna be a really good weekend of football in Finland. Yeah, from all those different division games, playing championships, the U17 championships, these playoff implication games, gonna be a lot of good football going on this weekend. I'm excited to follow it and you know enjoy it with everyone else. If you enjoy the show, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, and don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less tells us that you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football and Finland by following us on all channels. You'll have the chance to win football merch provided by our sponsors at Rayer Athletics. Be sure to follow the instructions in the episode description below. Until next time, never forget T I F. We gone. And we gone. Right American football in Finland.